One of the things that stops small business owners from creating marketing content consistently is this feeling of being uninspired, of having no idea what to say in the first place. If you can relate to this, you are in good company. So many of us struggle with knowing what our marketing content should actually be about. But I am here to help. I have come up with 100 prompts that you can use to guide your marketing from your social media posts to your emails to your longer form content. I guarantee that these prompts will get you inspired and that you'll have more ideas than you even know what to do with. You can download this list of 100 marketing prompts for free at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100 prompts. That's makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100-P-R-O-M-P-T-S. Welcome back to Making Good, the podcast for small businesses who want to make a big impact. I'm your host, Lauren Tilden, and this is episode 184. Today, the day this episode comes out, is a holiday in the U.S., so there is no normal episode today. However, I wanted to share something with my amazing podcast community anyway, so I have a special treat for you. Today, I'm sharing an episode straight from the Making Good Happen private podcast. So if you didn't know, I have a membership program for small business owners. It's called Making Good Happen, and it's for folks who want to do better marketing more consistently. It has a ton of perks, but as part of that program, there's a private podcast with bite-sized, value-packed episodes that come out every single weekday, every Monday through Friday. So today, I've decided to share an episode straight from that paid community with you for free. The episode I'm sharing is all about strategies for productivity, especially in times when you're having trouble getting stuff done, whether that's from overwhelm, lack of motivation, or for any other reason. I'm sharing some of my time-tested favorite tools and hacks, and I hope they'll be super, super useful for you. Here is that episode straight from the Making Good Happen private podcast. back to the members only making good happen podcast. I'm your host Lauren Tilden and I am so excited to have you here. We talked a little bit last week about summer slumps and the fact that you very well might be experiencing one and if you are that's totally normal especially this time of year. In some ways I am too. In Seattle we have three to four months of great weather and I find myself just wanting to be outside to enjoy it this time of year. Also, I'm in the final seven weeks of being a parent of one kid before our second kid arrives in August. So for me right now, it's less of a slump and more of a state of overwhelm of everything that needs to get done. Regardless of the reason for it, though, sometimes business, personal life, whatever it is, it can just feel like a lot of work. And in those situations, I have a few tried and true productivity hacks that I come back to again and again, especially for when work feels like a lot of work. I think it's important for me to say here that I've been a believer in these strategies for a long time. None of these, save for the last bonus one, are new to me. In fact, some of them I've been using for over 10 years. So while these won't be trendy, and they won't even necessarily sound that exciting, and you may have heard me talk about some or all of them before, especially here on the podcast, let me tell you, they work. That's why I keep coming back to them over and over again. So number one, let's start off with my favorite, and that is the Pomodoro Method. I talk about this all the time for a reason, and that's because it works. It is magical. The Pomodoro method is named after those old school kitchen timers that are shaped like tomatoes, the ones that you wind up and they tick down and then ring a bell when the time is up. The idea behind the Pomodoro method couldn't be simpler. It's that you work for a chunk of time on a timer, and then when the timer is up, you get a short break, rinse and repeat. A standard Pomodoro or work session is 25 minutes. 
So you would set your timer for 25 minutes and then after 25 minutes, give yourself a break. You stack up a few of these in a row and it is amazing what you can get done. Tip number two is the brain dump. Let's continue the magic with one of my other favorite ways to handle those moments that work feels hard. A brain dump is exactly what it sounds like. It's the process of writing out, ideally with a pen and a paper, everything on your mind that you feel like you have to keep track of or do. Large or small, business-related, work-related, personal life-related, whatever. Don't filter it, just write it all down. Give yourself permission to let it live on the page instead of your brain. We'll do something to make sense of this list with my next strategy, but for now, there's just such an enormous sense of relief that comes with just getting it out on paper. And give yourself more time for this than you think you need. And when you think you're done with the list, just keep sitting and waiting for more to come to you. Whenever I do a brain dump and see everything that I've been trying to manage in my brain, I'm hit with a real sense of compassion for myself. I feel like, oh my gosh, that is a lot to manage. And this compassion can go a long way. The next tool on my list is the Eisenhower Matrix. This is said to have been used by President Eisenhower to prioritize. And it was popularized by the productivity and self-improvement legend Stephen Covey. The Eisenhower Matrix is a way of prioritizing tasks, and it works beautifully when used in conjunction with the brain dump. Just like it sounds, the Eisenhower Matrix is a matrix or a quadrant of four boxes, two rows and two columns. Everything in the column on the left is for things that are urgent, and everything on the column on the right is for things that are not urgent. Everything in the top row are for things that are important, and everything in the bottom row is for things that are not important. Our job now is to put everything in our to-do list, or better yet, everything on our brain dump into one of these boxes. I find that it works great by just taking a piece of paper, drawing a line down the middle in each direction to create that four box matrix, and then just one by one, thinking through each item on the list and figuring out where it goes. For each one, asking myself, is this important? Is this urgent? What happens when we do this exercise is that most of us find that we spend a lot of time and effort on tasks that are or feel urgent whether they're important or not, and that we don't spend enough time and energy on tasks that are really important, but they're not urgent because they just never seem to make it to the top of the list. When you're done with this exercise of putting everything into these four boxes, you wind up with four different categories of tasks. The first one is urgent and important. These are the deadlines, the fires to put out, the crises and pressing problems. Items in this quadrant are your top priority. These are things that you get to work on first. The next bucket of tasks would be things that are not urgent, but they are important. This tends to be things like planning, strategic work, relationship building, things that aren't urgent and they're easy to put off, but they are actually really important. And the magic of the system is that it doesn't let us forever delay things that are important, but that just don't have that time bound sense of urgency attached to them. Items in this category are very important to the success of our businesses. So they need to be prioritized. We want to plan for these things and everything in this category needs to be scheduled into your calendar. The next thing on the list are tasks that are urgent and not important. So this would be some phone calls, emails, meetings, interruptions. These are often distractions that feel important, but usually they aren't. So my advice and the advice from this method is to delay or delegate tasks here whenever possible. And finally, we end up with things on the list that are not urgent and not important. This is busy work, time-wasting meetings, etc. Usually stuff on this list doesn't need to happen at all, and we can just make the decision to release it. Okay, tip number four is focus music. So I am amazed by how powerful my surroundings are when it comes to how well I can focus and get work done. And it turns out that for me and for many of us, sound is hugely important for this. 
In fact, there is music that has been scientifically proven to improve focus and help you get more into a flow state where you just work more easily and with less friction. This can be music. Often it's music without vocals with a steady rhythm, or it can be ambient noise like the sound of being in a cafe. I've been using focus music for nearly 10 years, and I still do on a near daily basis. I personally use a tool called Focus at Will. It's a paid subscription that I bought the lifetime membership for a few years back. So check that one out if you're interested. There's also another one that's very popular called Brain.fm. And there are free options. So you can search Focus Music on YouTube or Spotify or even search Focus at Will, all one word, on those tools like YouTube or Spotify, and you'll come up with some playlists you can start from. Finally, one of my favorite but immensely underrated tools for working through this feeling of overwhelm with work is to get input from others. Text, direct message, email a friend, a small business friend if what you're working on is business related. Ask them to be a sounding board to help you work through your overwhelm. Trust me, people want to support you. This group, Making Good Happen in particular, is a great place for that. I noticed that whenever someone posts in Slack about how they're currently feeling stressed or overwhelmed by something, they get awesome feedback and responses. And hot seats are another great way to help overwhelm. Those are on the calendar twice a month because you can just share with your group what's on your mind and what you're struggling with and get some awesome ideas and feedback from the others on the call. Finally, if your membership includes office hours with me, I am always here to help you work through this. Now, those are my five tried and true strategies that never let me down and that have really stood the test of time. But there's one more tip I have for you that's newer to me and I'm just experimenting with, but I do think is worth mentioning, and that is to use AI. As an experiment, I just typed into ChatGBT, the free version. Help! I feel overwhelmed planning a launch for my membership. Can you help me create a launch plan? In response, it gave me a starting point of outlined steps that I could use to start planning my launch. Remember that AI tools like ChatGPT can and should be used like a conversation. So given whatever it spits out in response, I like to respond to it to get more clarification and iron out more details. For example, with the example I just gave, I could say, great, I want to open the doors on X date. Can you assemble a task list of what needs to be done by what date in order to get this all done in time? Or you could say something like, I don't know what you mean by sales funnel. Can you explain what a sales funnel is in this context? And what should I have on my to-do list for the launch? AI is by no means a substitute for your brain. But the great thing about AI is that it doesn't get overwhelmed in the same way that, for example, I do. So just having a conversation can help cut through some of the mental clutter and clarify next steps. Finally, I've used examples of work, but all of these strategies, including ChatGPT, can, can be used for personal life tasks, too. So as an example, I just typed this into ChatGPT. I'm overwhelmed because my house is a mess. Help me create a plan for getting it whipped into shape in one day. ChatGPT responded with a very clear step-by-step prioritized plan for tackling my house. This response would help me start with a framework so that I could dig into a project that felt stressful to me with a little bit more direction. Pomodoro's focus music, Eisenhower Matrix, getting input. All of this is equally as useful and helpful for personal life stuff as well. Okay, so I hope these strategies have been helpful when it comes to tackling those times when work or even just adulting in general feels especially hard. I'm right there with you and always happy to chat if I can ever be a support. The transcript from this episode can be found in the member portal in the private podcast section. Thank you for listening to Making Good Happen. I'm so glad you're here. Talk to you next time. Okay, so there you have your episode straight from the Making Good Happen members only podcast. 
If you want episodes like this to show up in your podcast inbox every single weekday, check out Making Good Happen, which is available to join now. I would love to get to hang out with you and work on your business in there. Details are at makinggoodhappen.co. That's .co.not.com. So that's makinggoodhappen.co. So what did you think of these strategies? I would love to hear from you, truly. Take a screenshot of your podcast player while you're listening to the episode and tag me on social media at Lauren Tilden. Also, bonus for anyone who has stayed here and listened to the end. If you're experiencing a bit of a summer slump, I mentioned in the private podcast an episode that released over there last week, and I'm not going to be publishing that one live here to the public podcast. But if you happen to resonate with that, if you feel like you're going through a bit of a slump or a funk, I'd be happy to send you the direct link to the audio so that you can listen to it. Just DM me summer slump on Instagram and I will send you over the link. My account again is at Lauren Tilden, L-A-U-R-E-N-T-I-L-D-E-N. You can find the show notes from this episode at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 184. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd be so grateful to have your support. Here are a couple of ways that you can give back to making good. First, I'd be so, so honored if you leave a rating and review in your favorite podcast player and don't forget to subscribe and follow. And second, if you have a friend that you think would enjoy the podcast, send them the link. Today's episode can be found at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 184. Thank you for being here and for focusing on making a difference with your small business. Talk to you next time.